Welcome to BlockRock. We bring you exciting stories from Dutch blockchain projects, companies and people because we think the world should know about these. BlockRock is about the passion and the vision of the people working on the various aspects of blockchain in the Netherlands. We are an open, not-for-profit community and we can only bring you this content with the help of donations and sponsors. If you want to sponsor us, feel free to contact us. Check our website, blockrock.nl. This episode is sponsored by CoinCollect, the perfect wallet to get started. CoinCollect is a secure multi-coin wallet for iOS and Android. Get yours today at coincollect.cc. Welcome to BlockRock Today. I'm uh, very excited to uh, talk to uh, Sebastian today. Um, uh, we, we go back some time and uh, we've seen each other uh, even uh, during the bear market. So Sebastian, can you please introduce yourself uh, for uh, anyone listening to BlockRock Today? For sure. Hey, thanks for uh, inviting me. A pleasure to have you in my house. It's a yes. uh, personal space, so uh, let's see uh, where we can bring it today. Yeah. My name is Sebastian. I work with open source software for over 14 years full-time. Wow. Founded one of the first uh, WordPress agencies. Yeah. By then the market share was uh, less than 10% of all the websites and today it's over 37%. So it was quite That's a journey. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I founded the agency. It's called Van Ons. Uh, by now 25 people are working there. And it still exists. Yep. Still exists. Yeah. And we started as purely the technical agency, but also a lot of community involvement. So uh, co-organizing the events, yeah. local meetups, but also the national uh, WordCamps. Uh, I was a speaker at last year's uh, WordCamp Europe for 2,500 yeah. developers. And where was that? That was in Berlin. Wow. And it rotates every, uh, every year in another city. This year yeah. online, should have been Porto, but next year is Porto. Um, wow. And um, since 20. 13, I'm, in, I'm involved with Bitcoin. By then we built our first uh, affiliate network with, okay. uh, with, uh, yeah, with Bitcoin. By and and you built affiliate network using WordPress? Uh, in that case, it was Symfony, Symfony Technology yeah. and WordPress for a small marketing website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had all kinds of open source nerds at our agency. So uh, yeah. they were open to doing, and especially by then the people there was a lot of criticism on WordPress. Ah, it's a not beautiful technology, blah, blah, blah. So some of our backend developers, uh, they said, hey, can we do some experiments on the side? And then one of our customers is a, a guy who has a, a, a big WordPress site, but he has a lot of hobbies and there was a side yeah. project of him. Uh, yeah, so we launched a Bitcoin thing in 2013 by then. So yeah. Bitcoin was one th around 1,000. At that time, yeah, there at was the moment a, of launch, there was a hype back then as well. Yeah. So on the launching moment, yeah. we had around one or one hundred fifty thousand dollars in Bitcoin going through our simple VPS. So we didn't wow. sleep that night, but uh, yeah, it was a fun uh, first encounter. And the thing, what I like so much, for me, WordPress is—it's um, kind of the proof that a community and open source code can be a market leader. Yeah. And uh, for me, in that way, WordPress is the proof that blockchain can work. The only thing is we have to make it uh, yeah. happen. Yeah. And um, with uh, WordPress slogan is democratize publishing. And with Bitcoin, we can democratize finance. And with blockchain, we can democratize everything else. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
that's a bit of my background. Yeah, that's, Sorry, that's, that was a... <laughs> that's really, really nice. Yeah, you know, my background's open source as well. For me, always the 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 the, the example that's, that that open source can lead to very dominant uh, systems uh, and preferable system was always Linux. Yeah. And now, of course, we have uh, WordPress as well. You say 37% of websites? Even more. It's during COVID, yeah. the last few months, the market share grew by 1.7%. Wow. That's more than the number two open source content management system in market cap. And the sad thing is, if you have the market shares of all content management systems, all many open source platforms are just in absolute sense are uh, declining at the moment. Yeah. So there's a lot of competition from mm -hmm. closed source systems. I'm totally not against closed source. For example, uh, Shopify is the number two okay. in content yeah. management system yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Is it uh, worrisome? Not too much, but we need to be aware there's competition finally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's coming from closed. Yeah, it's it's good. I think competition is good, and the open source alternative is uh, if it's good, you know, it it will take over. It will it will uh, it will be important. Same with with crypto and with with blockchain, of course. Yeah, but it so, needs to be way better. Yeah, and it's so much harder to do marketing well in a decentralized uh, context and to keep your product focused. That, Absolutely, that's that's also that's the opposite of community. <laughs> yeah. in many cases. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a big challenge. Um, yeah, so so okay, let's go back to the '90s. You know, we have we have this internet coming up, and then we have this uh, uh, after uh, the millennium, we have this this uh, dem democratizing of content, right? Uh, yeah. WordPress is a big part of that, but uh, also uh, the other, the social media, uh, the microblogs, and the, and the, and the YouTube. MySpace and yeah. <laughs> But now actually, uh, so now we entered an, an era in which many say, okay, you know, the internet is broken. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, so, so how are we going to fix that? And maybe this is like a, a small bridge to, to the work. Yeah, how would you <laughs> describe the brokenness of the internet if you... Yeah, for me, uh, uh, well, th there's a lot of, uh, a lot of information. So for on the internet. So if uh, so I'm a frequent user of Twitter. Uh, uh, so I use it daily. So uh, I know about like uh, people I can trust on Twitter and and I, I can sort of detect fake news or at least detect okay this is we should have more uh, sources uh, before uh, we, we can assume this is this is real, right? Yeah. But if you're new to Twitter you get scared and you think this is uh, like uh, it's gossip and, and uh, there's nothing there's actually nothing you can do to uh, to see what is the truth or what is not or what is uh, so so basically that's the thing that for a lot of people uh, internet is is about it's it's broken so we have this 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 issue about the truth yeah. or about objective uh, research, uh, stuff like that. And of course, we have uh, censorship uh, threats. Uh, we have uh, propaganda threats, uh, which is kind of related to, to the, the, the real stories issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's for, for, I think for a lot of people, that's, that is why the internet is now seen as broken. Yeah. And, and uh, we need to find answers for that. Yeah. 
I think so. <laughs> yeah. and, and ideally in an open source way. Yes, because that would be the only way, you know, to, to, to look into the code and, yeah. and to, to see, uh, uh, is this real or not? If you look at the Ipsos research mm. 2019, it's a, a research about trust in the internet. They do that every year. Yeah. Um, we used a lot of that data for our proposal for the European Commission where we won the prize. And 29% um, of the Europeans are suspicious of the internet. That's A. Yeah. And 65% had fallen for fake news at least once. So it is a problem. People are aware of yeah. it because the 65% is people who knew from themselves that they fallen for that fake news. Yeah. So uh, what we say is the internet needs a layer of trust. What I read, uh, I need to be able to verify who wrote it. What I create is mine and I need to have the proof and in disputes in e-commerce, for example, I need to be to have leverage. I need to be protected in a way. Yeah. So yeah, in e-commerce, yeah. e for example, uh, you buy a product. It has product terms, it has terms and conditions. Yeah. You, have the, you get the product, it breaks in two or three months in the warranty time, but then the product terms can change or the terms and conditions can change. Yeah. But in a way, you can't prove what the terms and conditions were at the moment of buying. Maybe you have them in your email, but you as a consumer can tamper with that data. Uh, so there's no level playing field. In a way, you're totally reliant on the willingness of the merchant. And in a way, the merchant is reliant on you in not tampering the data. Yeah. So uh, what we do, and that's uh, that's the layer of trust, or what we do is timestamping content on a blockchain. Right. In, in 1991, blockchain was invented by Stuart Haber and Scott Cernetta, not for Bitcoin, but for timestamping documents. Right. To prove the integrity of documents. Yeah. And what we do at Wordproof is nothing more and nothing less than the initial uh, use case of blockchain, and that's timestamping. Right. It doesn't say you anything about proof, of course, but at least uh, you could like distill the reputation of the publisher from that. There's right? two things, two uh, aspects. So by making a hash of content in a standardized way, that's the unique fingerprint. Uh, I, sh I assume the listener knows what hashing is and otherwise we have a video explaining. Yeah. That hash, if you put it in a transaction, it could be on any blockchain, yeah. on Bitcoin, Ethereum, EOS, whatever, you put it in the blockchain and from that moment you have at least proof of existence of that right. specific uh, yeah. document or piece yeah. of content. It's like a digital fingerprint and if someone like changes one character in the document, yeah. the fingerprint will be totally different. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can do it for media, for content and uh, one important thing is it needs to be standardized how you come to that hash. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you still... And it needs to be open source. And it need, that needs to be fully open <laughs> yeah. source. Otherwise, there's still trust involved in the party exactly. who creates the hash. Yeah. So it we do that totally open source. And um, the second part is with Bitcoin, if you send a Bitcoin or receive a Bitcoin, it's with a Bitcoin address from one address to the other. Yeah. If you do a timestamp, that's the same. But the thing is, to that address, you can connect an identity. There are tens or maybe hundreds of initiatives working on blockchain yeah. identity. Yeah. Also, Europe, you have the uh, self-sovereign identity movement. That's that's a global right. one. Yeah. All are W3 standards. But then you have uh, Europe, for example. They have the European Single Self-Sovereign Identity Framework, the ESIF. Yeah. Uh, so it's about the implementation of SSI for European uh, initiatives. But every there are many initiatives working on stuff like that. Yeah. If you connect identity 
to that blockchain address, you can say, hey, that's me. Um, that's me publishing this. That's me publishing yeah. this. Yeah. Then you can choose the moment of timestamping. Ideally, you do it at the, at the second of publishing, yeah. uh, because then you can say, hey, I, I have the, I'm the first one timestamping this content. So that makes it assumable that I'm the owner of the content. Right, right. Um, so, and with identity in place, and there's a whole uh, range of options in identity. So for example, you can say no identity attached, or you can say full-fledged governance. Uh, we have DigiD yeah. in uh, the Netherlands, but every country has something like that. Uh, full-fledged governance or government, or everything in between. A LinkedIn account is assumably a person. Yeah. A Twitter account can be with synonym synonyms. Yeah, but even if you would be like an alias, right? Uh, kind of uh, yeah. pseudonym, then after a while, you start having an identity uh, by the behavior of your publishing, right? Yeah. yeah. But then, and then uh, going into misinformation, because the hard thing with misinformation or fake news is you have a few options. A is trolling, anonymously trolling. Yeah. That's bad yeah. for the internet. But if you say it can't be there, it's censorship. And yeah. censorship is bad as well. Censorship and open source, they don't belong in the same, uh, it, it, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so um, trolling is A. B is um, uh, opinion. In many cases, fake news is just an opinion from someone or a group, but for that group, it's their truth. Yeah. Um, and right, right. Yeah. So, and if you say, hey, we can't have that, that that's a hard thing. The, uh, what can be a solution to misinformation or fake news is, hey, you have this information, we timestamp it, we tie an identity to it, so no identity zero, uh, one, two, uh, tier level one, two is, uh, is synonyms, uh, three, four is LinkedIn-ish, and yeah. four, five is government ID. And you have all right. kinds of options. And then you can say, hey, Social medias, uh, social media platforms or search engines. We have, uh, we have a new set of rules, can be all open source. When something has identity level uh, zero, one, two, it can be published, yep. but it can only spread with your friends. Mm -hmm. Then you can say, hey, it may spread to friends of friends if it has tier level three or four, and only with five or six, you can go mainstream. In that way, there's no censorship at all, but there's kind of, because the risk with misinformation is not that it exists, but that it can go mainstream. That's where the risk is. Yeah, okay, but um, it's hard to tell, right? If, um, if mainstream information already is maybe, or mainstream ideas can already be like, um, Wrong, of course. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, not maybe if you look back like a uh, hundred years from now, you look yeah. back, you know, then, then some of our ideas, which are really mainstream. Did we really we'll, think we'll the earth was that. round? <laughs> exactly, stuff like but that. But the, so, there's a difference between is it true or not? That's a slippery slope. Yeah. Wordproof will never yeah. say this is true or this is not true or this is probably true. But Wordproof and timestamping should be an infrastructure for other initiatives. Maybe yeah. people will do it reputation-based. Yeah. Your friends, 79% of your friends thinks that this is uh, uh, fake or this is true, or it could be something like yeah. that. But the thing is, what does identity do? It does make you accountable for your things. And if you are accountable on a personal level, it makes you 
Yeah, it you will. Makes you a bit more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to say, so you. It puts you, your yeah. reputation yeah. on the line. Yeah. yeah. So Which is in many. It's a, it's a yeah. For politicians or for health yeah. or that's that's a, a good thing. Yeah, and it's also a good thing I think that you could like uh, do stuff anonymously. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, and build a reputation be there. there because you know that some governments uh, you might sometimes say stuff that governments don't like absolutely and you get into trouble if you uh, that should be there yeah, but then yeah. still um, it's important that um, it, it shouldn't happen that by accident an opinion goes mainstream that's yeah, where right, where the right, risk is right yeah so uh, for instance uh, 5g and corona was a good example there i think Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's not proven and shouldn't go mainstream until it is right. Yeah. Um, so about wordproof, the, the there's there's like it's not only one timestamping product. I, I've seen some more uh, um, well nuances there in, in different features. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So um, and I was part of the European Commission plan as well. We started with a WordPress plugin because that's my background and I yeah. work a lot with content and stuff like that, but we're not a plugin company. We say, hey, it's a WordProof timestamp ecosystem. So it's a full set of uh, standards and yeah. with standards, I will elaborate on that later, but it's a full suite with the identity, with the integrations with platforms, with inbound outbound marketing for uh, specific industries. It's a full, uh, with the checker, with the education, it's a full timestamp ecosystem. Yeah. That's what, yeah. what, what we build. And um, the, with the plugins, for example, the WordPress plugin, you can timestamp or, or you can do it manually with your blockchain wallet, or you can do it automatically yep. in all sorts of ways. And we have a, a trick to avoid centralization so that you're still the owner of your own keys. Um, but yeah, th that's A. We have spe specific features, for example, a time machine for content, yeah, yeah. because in publishers, for example, you can say, hey, last edited three hours ago. Yeah. You could say, wow, new.nl, you're so transparent. Thanks for sharing that you uh, changed it three hours ago. But you could also be suspicious. What was there three hours ago that I'm not allowed to see anymore? Yeah. Um, so what the internet deserves is a way to scroll through revisions. Yeah. Because the thing that changed is probably the most interesting part. <laughs> um, yeah, right, so right. every developer knows Git. Uh, it's a way for versioning and you can always scroll back and that's exactly how we designed the time machine so you can scroll through the revisions and everything uh, the new content is green the content that's deleted is red wow. so that's it cool. makes you yeah. really accountable and yeah. some publishers say yes we want this and others say oh I don't want to uh, yeah. do this. and the thing is that's one of the uh, people involved at the company they say the problem at the internet currently is that there's kind of a taboo on making mistakes yeah so as a journalist you don't yeah want we should get rid of that we should get yeah. rid of that yeah. and uh his name is uh, joost joost de Valk, and he said sebastian this is a problem people are afraid of making mistakes yeah and it's yeah. in our dutch culture as well a but, bit, it, but yeah. it's a global a thing bit. yeah yeah so that's also why a lot of uh, developers are kind of reluctant to 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 uh, move to open source right because everyone is looking over your shoulder yeah and and laughing at your code right? yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. open source only works if you have involvement in the long term otherwise yeah. it's just one fix and yeah. feeling ashamed yeah. and also in open source it's a lot about street cred about reputation building reputation yeah yeah cool 
So um, you actually, because we, we are like in a very good mood uh, for weeks already now, because you, you uh, had a big success in, uh, in uh, presentation in Brussels. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was the cherry on the cake after already, I think last year you already had a grant and you, had, uh, you, you got some money from EOS. And so uh, you have quite a track record in, um, in getting attention in a positive way. Um, well, please tell us about that adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we got a, a grant from the um, Block One. Block mm -hmm. One is the party behind uh, EOS and EOS yep. IO software. Um, important to, yeah, so that, that was 50K. We're yeah. one of the 34 parties who, who uh, received the grant like that cool. for adoption of their software. Uh -huh. And it doesn't make, uh, doesn't make us an EOS IO only company. We're chain agnostic. Soon Ethereum might be added. Maybe we stamp on Bitcoin as well soon. Yeah. But EOS brings us a lot of benefits, especially with permissions, fast block times, and uh, the delegated proof of stake for energy yeah. consuming. Um, but and, and then we got a trust from the uh, North Holland Innovation Fund. Right. That's a local yeah. fund. Yeah. That's a loan convertible 275k. Wow. Uh, so that's more for the commercial thing. And we were involved in or we were participants in Europe's blockchains for social goods uh, competition. Right. right. So 176 parties did a proposal. Yeah. That was last year, September. Then 23. I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 23 of them did a, a pitch in uh, Brussels on yeah. February 10th, and uh, last, yeah, one, yeah, one and a half week ago, uh, we heard that we had the highest score from all uh, 176 uh, parties. Very good. Congratulations, Thanks. there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I heard you were like preparing like uh, like a madman. Uh, I think we spent. Uh, around six, six or seven hundred hours in making the proposal. <laughs> wow. And what many companies do is they hire a company to write such a proposal for them. And we did it all by ourselves. So yeah. we did a scan with a company and then we thought, okay, yeah, they say, yeah, you, you can you can try it, but uh, uh, yeah, it still costs you 15% uh, if you win and mm -hmm. we uh, charge you uh, this amount of money to do it. And we thought, okay, by then when we uh, start, we uh, we we delivered the proposal to Europe in September. Yeah. Officially, Wordproof was uh, launched in May. Yeah. <laughs> that was three or four months before we wrote the yeah. uh, before we delivered the thing. And I worked full time on Wordproof since the start of last year, around January. But uh, we were really a young company, and we thought, okay, let's do it. We go all in on this because it's kind of a better company opportunity. Yeah. So many hours, um, and we said. If we don't win, at least we have a great white paper. That's yeah. That, okay. that was the yeah. idea. So it was worthwhile anyway. It yeah. Was, we yeah we decided to make it worthwhile anyway. But then uh, one of the uh, co-founders or uh, yeah is Frank van Dalen. He has a, a great track record in writing proposals like this. Yeah. And we really with the team we were with five or six. And uh, we, we had Julian. Julian was really good in uh, writing and is a beautiful writer with a good understanding of many stakeholder processes. And we totally, uh, we, have the, we had the criteria and then we said, okay, for every criteria, we need the answer yeah. and the perfect answer. 
So we, uh, there were six criteria and we spent just brainstorming. So the criteria were set by, by the EU? By the EU, yeah. Right, so and you had the answer and a perfect answer. Yeah, so uh, we did on every criteria, we started with six days of brainstorming. Do you, do you remember one of the criteria? It's, all, it, it's about the social good, it's about the uh, uh, environment, it's about the uh, inclusivity, it's about... Uh, right, right. Yeah, right. very close to okay. open Clear. source. So yeah. the, the, that's why I'm very... That's why you could tick all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and so what we did was a half day brainstorm for the good answer and another half day brainstorm for the perfect answer. So yeah. that were ter terrible days. We were totally out of energy at the end of the day, but it worked and uh, it made the story so much better. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I talked to a guy who was there, Bart, and he, uh, he was like really enthusiastic uh, about how, how you did that. Especially Thanks. because the whole atmosphere was a bit uh, de depressing. It, was a, it yeah. was a hard day because uh, you had the 23 uh, parties. They all had to do a pitch and uh, a demo and we were the last one. Yeah. I like to be the last one because everyone is tired then and yeah. I can energize it. That's exactly. kind of my style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had the, the pitch. That was just fun. And with the Q&A, that was good. But there's, uh, there was another thing and there was a hearing. So I never went to uh, a judge or stuff like that. So uh, we were there. It was kind of scary. Yeah. And that was kind of scary. Yeah. And we were there. We went in a room, 20 minutes. We knew it was 20 minutes. And there was a kind of a jury from with seven or eight people, I guess. And they said, okay, just tell us what you want to tell us. So it's, it was kind of a scary setting. Yeah. And we thought, okay, let's do something. And yeah. Frank is... a brilliant communicator so he always says okay i answer a thing in five sentences and every sentence has another argument for right. me yeah. um if i'm enthusiastic um enthusiastic then um i use more words to describe or when i'm yeah. kind of nervous I do and, the then, same. and then the next sentence might weaken the previous one yeah. exactly yeah. so yeah, uh, we came out of that room and we were all sweaty and um frank said to me okay we totally uh yeah what happened here we, we totally fucked up oh. <laughs> i said no that's at least i and yella uh, he said uh yeah that's this this was the most uh, uh this was the worst meeting i ever did oh wow and i said guys i'm not sure in what meeting you were <laughs> but in two of the 15 questions was already the assumption that we won the prize and they say no you're fantasizing yeah yeah i said okay uh, let's let's see how this ends but we are kind of us in, in a fight all together um and luckily uh yeah i got the phone call uh and uh it was all good yeah so that was a few weeks ago right yeah that was yeah. a few weeks ago and it was not only just good but it was the best it could be because yeah. from the 30 points, we got 29 and a half. Yeah, right. and that was unprecedented for that a Dutch is, company. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you were at school, it would be like a, a 10 minus. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was amazing. it all easy? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because uh, I trust, I told my, uh, my shareholders from the, the agency, give me one year and I will try this new concept. And th those guys are crazy because they just said, uh, okay, just do it. Uh, we don't know a lot about blockchain, but we give you the trust to do so. But one year later, I didn't have the North Holland. I didn't have the EU thing. Yeah. Uh, so they needed a lot of trust in me to, uh, uh, yeah, 
it, it asked a lot from them as well, but it yeah. ended all good. And uh, for the EU thing... It's uh, good karma. It's good karma. It's good karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of, uh, yeah, it was a lot of discussion with all of us. But yeah, the um, and especially also credits to Frank for the European Commission thing. Yeah. Because without what him, I didn't dare to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, Frank, thank you. Really cool. So now, you know, so, uh, so I talked to, uh, to Martin this morning. He said, yeah, okay, now they have this big uh, amount of money. Uh, which which uh, came from the public, so to say. So there's now a, a big responsibility on your shoulders. Like, how are you gonna use this to to create a better future for us? Yeah. So, um, what are the future plans? Thank you, Martin, for this great <laughs> question. Yeah. The fact is, and that's the first thing the government told us, uh, someone from RVO, they say. There's no pressure at all. You're allowed to buy a Lamborghini from this money. <laughs> <Right. laughs> On the, it's kind of a strange call because a lot of startups are moving to the US and China. So they needed to do something to make the startup life in Europe uh, um, yeah. appealing. Yeah. I think that's the reason why they're kind of, uh, yeah, uh, loose terms. Yeah. Um, will we buy a Lamborghini? Absolutely no. Um, We will use all the money for the growth of the company. We will do some hires. One of the important things for blockchain is education. Yeah. The blockchain and you're, but you are in uh, open source for a long time. Yeah. Open source in many cases has kind of a bad reputation. Oh, will it be hacked and blah, blah. Right, right. It's it it, and an open source isn't good at defending itself. Um, because no. it's, it's, it's decentralized. Yeah, it's yeah. Than, so the yeah. benefit is also kind of a downside. And crypto has that same, has that same exactly. thing. Yeah. Oh, is it that speculation? Oh, Bitcoin, isn't yeah. it a scam with ICO? So there's a lot of education to do. Also from the Ipsos research is 85% of all Europeans want education on fake news. Um, right, right. And 67% of everyone who've heard of blockchain, worked with it, thinks that it's the solution to a lot of problems we have in the world. So we need to do one of the important things is education. Yeah. We're working on a timestamp academy, uh, right. educating merchants, educating uh, publishers. Um, so that's an important part. We will roll out to many other platforms. Yeah. Uh, we will work on standardization. And that was one of the uh, nice things on our proposal. Twen- the 22 of the 23 companies or all 23 actually on the in Brussels said, we create our own standard. But a standard right. on yeah. your GitHub is just a set of lines yeah. of codes. It starts to work when you integrate with standards that exist. Right, right. And uh, for example, how do search engines inter- interpret the data? They use schema.org. Yeah. Um, so what do we do since day one, or not since day one, but from over, for for almost a year now, we work actively on making timestamps part of schema.org. So we can, because I told you about the time machine and scrolling through right, the right, things yeah. and making certain timestamp certificates available for readers and consumers. But who will actually do that? Yeah. That would be a nice critical question. And it's the right critical question. If we can offer the same timestamp made in an open source way via schema.org, not only people, but also search engines and uh, social media can verify. Right, right. So let me, let me try to, to put this in, in layman terms. So 
basically what you're saying, and which would be like a huge benefit for timestamping anyways, is that if search engines, uh, they use schema.org, right? Yeah. So they will, they will like uh, index your website and they will see, okay, it's timestamped. So it's more trustworthy. Yeah. Right? So you might rise in uh, search results as a result of that. Might happen. It might happen, yeah. Yeah. That, so that is a that's a, that's a great great future to uh, to work on. And yeah. maybe Google can adopt. Google might adopt. The the nice thing is, if you want to uh, get things accepted in Schema.org, that's a huge political process. Yeah. But the people who contribute to our Schema implementation are the people who made the WordPress plugin Yoast SEO. It's the name. They are actively running on 11 million WordPress sites. That's wow. a few percentage of the web. Uh, so they are, uh, they are responsible for the biggest, for the most schema implementations in the world. Yeah. And they, as open source contributors, contribute to uh, and think with us on how to do that implementation. So that helps. That, yeah. doesn't make, uh, that doesn't make us the crazy guys screaming in the corner, but it makes us involved in that ecosystem. Right. The right. only way to do, that's the only way how open source can work if you do it together. Yeah. So and the this, price- This is, will take some years probably, but it's like it's- It could be, it's but a for logical, example, It's a logical future, yeah. So that's, it's a logical that's, next yeah. step. And you have, of course, there's Google, but there's also DuckDuckGo, there's uh, Bing, there's, DuckDuckGo is more pr uh, privacy-focused, user yeah. not tracking data. So yeah. I can imagine them adapting it really fast and then Google right. saying, hey, and for them, for Google, it's a solution to problems as well. For example, if you just change the date on an article, it ends up higher in the search results for a few days because they can't check if you tamper with that data. Yeah. If they yeah. could, they wouldn't let you rank higher. Yeah, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, so... Um, I did some Googling on you as well, and I read somewhere um, that you were also talking about, okay, we, we want to envision WordPress as being part of a decentralized web. Like the, the if, if we think um, in the future, yeah. right, where, where stuff can get really decentralized and blockchain will, will help in achieving that. So yeah. you have any thoughts on that that you can share? Mm. My first idea when we started with WordPress, with WordProof was, uh, can we, for example, the EOS IO software, they say their mission is to replace MySQL, to replace every database with right, a blockchain. Right. And they, they envision a world where every person is a blockchain, every website is a blockchain, and they all interact with each other. Right. Then we, and, I spoke to hundreds of people literally about, uh, hey, would this work? Would you like it? Would you use it? And we came to the point that if you need people to replace their database with a blockchain, that's a hard call because yeah, who wants to do that? It's yeah. still, still experimental. The value of what we were trying to bring could be brought with just timestamping already. Yeah. So uh, as an entrepreneur, so that's the first step. That's the first step. Yeah. And because, for example, the kind of the ideal with all decentralized applications is immortal applications. You don't need a web server right. to run it and it happens. Yeah. But that's not what's possible today. And you will maybe get some angry comments. But you, yeah, another, another use might also be like censorship proof. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, website, absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely. But then the thing, we need to have so many mechanisms in place. For example, if there's a censorship, um, if there's so, as a thing that's totally censorship resistant, yeah, what will happen then? Are we able as a community to moderate it all together? It, it comes with danger yeah. as well. So that's true. Timestamping yeah. is a great first step that brings a lot of value in online fraud, in misinformation, and yeah, uh, one yeah, step yeah. at a time. Yeah. So so. But oh, so, and sorry. Yeah, the the thing we want to move to is you have the internet right. with a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Then you have the dark web where stuff happens that you can't tell your mom. Can't. <laughs> and then we envision you you, you know maybe the web archive archive.org yeah. we see kind of a light web with only timestamped content which is taken which has been taken accountability for like a my little pony web in, in a way yeah. <laughs> but then with governments and health and uh, all yeah, sorts well, of content but then taken accountability all nice for. people and, uh, and yeah and, or maybe uh, yeah. it could be heavy yeah. opinions as yeah. well but oh, yeah. but it's 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 a web archive a web time machine but then with all timestamp content yeah yeah nice nice that's a nice vision yeah so and and um can you share any personal goals you have for like like uh, as, as a wrap-up so, um, so what, what what what's what's next for for you and for your business yeah, um, I will years. stick with with WordProof for the for the coming years. Yeah, because uh, the journey has only just begun. Uh, the leverage from Europe and uh, uh, the the funding that comes with it is is a great step forward. Yeah, what I hope is that we can make. Uh, hope is not a strategy. What we will achieve yeah. is that GDPR. GDPR is. So many people are angry about GDPR. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, and uh, it's, the execution is not wonderfully how it's done, but the intention behind GDPR is great. Namely, uh, the inhabitants of Europe aren't able to protect their privacy and stuff like that. Yep. So we make organizations more responsible for right, it right. to ensure a better protection. Yeah. With timestamping, it's the same. So timestamping, and for example, will, Facebook or Google, will they directly adopt timestamping? No, it's in a way against their uh, business model in many cases. Yeah. So for example, advertising, there's a lot of fraud in advertising with uh, John de Mol buy Bitcoins, yeah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. Ideally, if you need to timestamp on a level four uh, identity before you can amplify something with advertising, it's the, the online fraud 99% is away directly. Right, right. Will Facebook or Google adopt it? Google maybe yes, Facebook no, it's, it's uh, conflicting their business model. Right. So what I see in the coming years is that timestamping will be mandatory because the consumers, but also business to business, you de you, we should demand as consumers that uh, we, we need to see who's the center of information, how yeah. it changed over time, yeah. especially if it impacts my voting, my health, my legal status, everything. Right, right, right. So um, timestamping will be of part of the, yeah. of, of the law. We need to timestamp at least in the coming five years, 5% 5 of the full internet. And not with WordProof, I don't care. But timestamping should be an right. all in an open source way. Cool, that's, and, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And I want to have a, a, a happy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we should have, uh, the idea was to marry in September, but we postponed it one year. So uh, yeah, by then I'll be married, probably. Then you'll be <laughs> married as well, well right. Yeah, so I really, really, 
love all the positive energy that you put into uh, the Amsterdam blockchain scene uh, by, by, by doing all these great projects and, um, and then uh, organizing this great vibe. Um, so I really want to thank you for this great conversation. Uh, uh, you, you have any last remarks or? Uh? That's it, wordproof.io. If you're a WordPress right. user, uh, check the plugin and uh, give us feedback. If you're not a WordPress user, we have an API, uh, so check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll put some, some more information and links in the, in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks very much. It was really nice to talk to you in uh, your personal setting in Amsterdam. And um, I'm sure we'll meet again. Absolutely. Bart, thanks for coming over. And thanks for uh, the great work you do for the ecosystem. You're welcome. This episode is sponsored by CoinCollect, the perfect wallet to get started. CoinCollect is a secure multi-coin wallet for iOS and Android. Get yours today at coincollect.cc.